Hello there, friends, and welcome to the Fantasy Maverick Podcast. Hey, today we're going to be talking about running backs, specifically about running back pay and why it's going to be going down from what we've seen uh, in the past few years. Also, we've got eight elite running backs all on a contract year this season. We're going to talk about their prospects and which ones are going to be the best for fantasy. So stay tuned. Listen up. It's time for the Fantasy Maverick Podcast, starring a guy who's going to help you win that fantasy championship, Jimmy Maverick. Hello there, friends. It is Jimmy Maverick, and welcome to the Fantasy Maverick Podcast. And today we're going to talk about running backs. Now, I made it no secret that uh, I love contract year players and when you're talking about contract year running backs, hooey, tons of upside there. So I love them. There are a ton in the top 50 this year. It's crazy, really. Seriously, I can't believe it. As I was going through and uh, checking out everybody's contract for this year, the list is huge. So we're going to go over that right now, talk about which ones I like best for the upcoming fantasy season. But before we do about that, uh, before we get to that, I, I'm going to talk about something related to it, and that is what's going on with running back pay. Now, I don't know if you recall, but last summer, uh, late in the late in the preseason, uh, Zeke was holding out, and he got himself a six-year, ninety million dollar contract from the Dallas Cowboys. Now, this was, in my opinion peak running back. Okay. The market is fallen out of this position because the teams don't need running backs to win. Um, it certainly helps, uh, if you have a good running back, but if you look at the top four highly highest paid (laughs) running backs, um, none of them made the playoffs last season. Okay. Gurley, DJ, Zeke, these guys, they didn't make the playoffs, even though they are earning amongst the highest that that can be earned in that position. So uh, this year, what happened, right? Gurley, cut. Now he's playing for $5 million on a one-year contract in Atlanta. DJ, traded. He's still earning the same amount of money, but I'm guessing if he does not prove his worth this year in Houston, he will also be cut. Um, and, uh, then you've got the, the contracts, which have been signed for running backs this year, players like Melvin Gordon, who got $8 million a year in the Denver Broncos. Hey, did you realize that last year before he held out, the chargers offered him $10 million a year on a big contract extension and he turned it down. Um, a lot of money on the table there. Chargers, they went ahead and they signed Austin Eckler this year. How much did they pay him? Oh, they're paying him $6 million a year. All right, this is what you're going to see going forward. Uh, also, a couple of big free agents from this past year did very well. Derrick Henry and Kenyon Drake, both those guys were not awarded with a new fat contract. Instead, they got franchise tagged, so they got a one-year contract, essentially. They will be paid uh, very relatively well. Um, uh, I'm sorry, Henry was franchise tagged, and Kenyon Drake was uh, was transition tagged. So it's not quite as restrictive, not quite as high a pay that he'll receive. But I think the reason why this happened is because the owners can see that there are going to be a ton of running backs on the free agent market next year, and they're going to have their pick of the litter, man. So um, 
we are going to we're going to see what happens with this after this year but as far as i'm concerned contract years are still awesome these these guys that are coming off their rookie contracts their pay even if it only goes up to like 6 or 8 million dollars a year that's going to be a huge increase in their earnings uh, if they perform, if they prove that they can perform at a very high level. Um, so let's, let me just tell you, here, here's the list. This is just the top 50 players. In the top 50, here's running backs that are on a contract year this year. Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, Leonard Fournette, Chris Carson, Marlon Mack, and James Conner. On top of that, you also have guys like Christian McCaffrey and Nick Chubb who are um, one season away from their contract year. So um, that's typically when elite players, especially like Christian McCaffrey, I would not be surprised if he signed a contract extension this offseason. But all these players are kind of vying for this limited pool of dollars that the teams have. And uh, I can see why I wouldn't pay, you know, I wouldn't put down a $50 million contract on Derrick Henry because you don't need to. Look at all these guys that are going to be available very soon here. Plus, you got new guys coming in. You got guys like Swift. So the, the, market, is, uh, the market is flooded right now. And uh, that's not good for pay. Uh, but, you know, these guys all have an incentive to play well this year. Now, what I'd like to do is with these free agents that are coming off a contract this season, I want to rank them from my least favorite to my most favorite. And so let's start out with my least favorite. Of that group of players, which one do I like the least? And in this case, it is Joe Mixon. Now, Joe Mixon was shaping up to be a colossal bust last year. But finally, in week nine, he turned it around. He had a very strong second half of his season. He got all five of his rushing touchdowns in the second half of the season. Um, He was very involved. Great fantasy performances during this time period. But look at the headwinds he has coming into him this year. Uh, First of all, inexplicably, during this free agency period, uh, Cincinnati has done nothing with their O-line. They have one of the worst O-lines in the league. They have done nothing to help it. One can hope that they will draft uh, some O-line help, but where's their first-round pick going? Oh, it's going towards a new rookie con, uh, new rookie quarterback. So they're not going to be able to get one of the elite offensive line players. So I'm sure they'll they'll shore it up in the you know second, third, fourth rounds. You would hope, but this is just a bad combination for Joe Mixon being able to be productive. Um, I have a prejudice against rookie quarterbacks. When you look at rookie quarterbacks in the league, we're talking, you know, Kyler Murray did pretty good. He, he had a good rookie season. Um, but Dwayne Haskins or, um, who else was a, was a rookie in the league this year that, you know, they didn't do anything and you didn't want to have any player associated with those rookie quarterbacks, uh, basically because rookie quarterbacks, they don't throw a lot of touchdowns. And they tend to throw a lot of interceptions. It's just the way, way it happens. It, it, it's how the game, it's how these players learn. So that's a lot of negatives against Mixon. So as far as I'm concerned, he would be the least likely one that I would want to pick out of this group of players. Now, uh, moving up, the next player that I would have serious problems with drafting just because of the risk is Marlon Mack. 
Now, Marlon Mack is much more reasonable in his ADP than Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon is at pick number nine. Okay, that's where he's projected to go right now. First round pick, I, you know, um, Marlon Mack is much more reasonable. Pick number 46, end of the fourth round. That's not too bad. That risk is much, much lower. But you got to consider, what did Indianapolis do this year? Well, they, they signed Phil Rivers to a one-year contract. Again, I don't... If the coaches and the ownership are not willing to make a serious commitment to a player, how confident can you be that that's going that you know this player is going to perform well? You know, you got Gurley on one hand getting a one-year contract with Atlanta. You've got Rivers with a one-year contract at um, in Indianapolis, and I got to tell you, man, Rivers is showing classic signs of quarterback decline. What happens? Yards per catch goes down interceptions go up. Uh, and, and that's exactly what happened last year. The guy is 37. Uh, you know, he was part of the same draft class as Eli Manning. Eli Manning retired. Uh, and it just, they get to this point where their mind is seeing stuff that their body can't deliver anymore. That's why the interceptions go up. That's why they can't make the long passes anymore. Uh, so, what I'm seeing in Indianapolis is a quarterback controversy situation. I see Rivers coming in as the starter at the start of the season and struggling, struggling, struggling. They bench him for Jacob E. Brissett, who is only slightly better, and he struggles. And then perhaps they go back to Rivers. Um, you know, it's just going to be a mess. It's going to be terrible for fantasy production. And Marlon Mack is a, kind, is, is a player. He does not catch a lot of passes. So if they fall behind, he's going to disappear. He's not going to be in the game plan. I can see that happening here. I, I do not like uh, the move of Rivers being signed by Indianapolis. I was hoping they'd go uh, with a better choice here. But that's where we're at. So as far as I'm concerned, Marlon Mack is one of my least favorite contract year players um, for the season. Now let's move on up the list. So next up, we've got James Conner. Now James Conner is actually the lowest ranked of all the RB1s. Um, he's currently at number 53. So for me, you know, fifth round pick for a guy that, you know, two years ago, he carried the load. Uh, he had over 200 touches. I mean, we're, we're talking high volume player. Very, He was very effective. Um, that's a risk I think I would be willing to take. Uh, just because of the upside related to that. Uh, But again, just like someone like Marlon Mack, quarterback, the the quarterback questions regarding Ben Roethlisberger for me are huge. Roethlisberger, same class as Phil Rivers, 37 years old, coming off of a season-ending elbow injury. How well is he really going to be able to play? How much can you count on him to carry this team? Do they have any depth behind him? Clearly, last year showed they did not. They the, the cupboard is bare when it comes to quarterbacks in Pittsburgh. And, I mean, right now, what I'm hoping happens is I hope they bring in Jameis Winston as his backup. Jameis Winston at least would offer some crazy upside with just all the passing that he does. Uh, But uh, I got to say, you know, they've relied on Ben for for far too long now, and they they haven't done anything to address the situation. I don't expect them to draft a quarterback, especially in the early rounds. Um, but, uh, you know, it's going to be a risky play, but I think just because of Connor's draft position, um, I think he does have, he does offer upside there. So 
he's number he's number three uh, on the bottom of my list. All right, so right in the middle. We're going to go to the next player, Aaron Jones, who is another first-round pick, man. He's currently at pick number 10. Quite frankly, I think he is overvalued at this position. Uh, you know, it is a contract year for him, but he is sharing his backfield with someone else, Jamal Williams. And we saw during last season that um, that Jones would disappear. You know, he just uh, he, he wouldn't be there, and Jamal Williams would be on the field scoring points, scoring fantasy points. I'm afraid that's still the situation here. And to, to spend a first-round pick on a guy like that, I think, uh, is very risky. You know, um, quarterback also, you know, you got Aaron Rodgers, who's also getting up there. He, he's not up where he's like a year or two younger than Roethlisberger and Rivers and those guys. But clearly, we've seen some decline in his play. Um, his ability, his, his injury risk has gone up. So Aaron Jones just... Uh, as a first-round pick, I just don't like it. And, and frankly, if I was going to pick anybody from this backfield, I'd take Jamal Williams because that guy is available at around pick 115, 120, right in that range. Oh, wow, great 10th-round pick for your fantasy team. Um, and certainly, if anything ever happened to Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams would be a great RB1, RB2 player. But uh, right now, I don't think I could take uh, Aaron Jones. So uh, we're up to the uh, – oh, look at this. We're up to the top four right now. So uh, moving on up. Chris Carson, here's another one that's a great fantasy bargain. Jeez, ADP number 30 right now. So middle of the third round, that's a nice position to get a player like Chris Carson who can get the kind of volume on a run-first offense with a great quarterback, right? That I mean, th those are all things. Now, Carson, of course, Carson's biggest risk is his injury history, uh, which is extensive. He has missed uh, a lot of time due to injuries, but... When it comes to contract years, I've seen injury-prone players turn it around. They just become like Superman, uh, and they're indestructible, and they pull off this amazing contract year season, and then the very next year, they go back to what you would expect. They go back to being that injury-played player. Um, I think Chris Carson is one of those guys, man. I, I mean, I'm not concerned at all about uh, Rashad Penny. Uh, I don't think Rashad Penny is a challenge at all to his uh, backfield uh, position. And so um, I got to say, man, uh, Chris Carson, uh, get him in the third round. Wow. I would love that. Uh, that would be excellent. Um, number three on my list, Dalvin Cook, first round pick. And really, you know, if the top three running backs are gone, well, right, we know who the top three are. It's CMC, it's Saquon Barkley, and it's Zeke Elliott. If those three guys are gone. I think Dalvin Cook is a great choice, man. I mean, he, he is going to be number four, number five off the board. Um, he's on a run first offense, competent quarterback play, uh, a, a team, uh, which has a great defense as well. Um, he is involved in the passing game. So even if they fall behind, he's still going to be in the game plan. Uh, and so he is, I think he's a great choice. I mean, really, um, if you have an early first round pick, he's definitely worth, um, worth being the one that you would take. So uh, I, I definitely uh, would recommend Dalvin Cook. Uh, moving up to number two uh, is Leonard Fournette, who had an amazing 365 touches and targets last year. Unbelievable volume. That is so good. You don't see that a lot in any, in any league. There's no one else in this backfield for him. Uh, I think he's proven his durability uh, this past year. I think he's done a lot better than he did in his, uh, you know, problem, 
problem plagued, uh, you know, rookie and sophomore seasons. Uh, but anyway, he had a hundred targets. Uh, that is top tier for targets. Now, the reason why he's such a bargain, the reason why he's going in the middle of the second round is because last year he only got three touchdowns. Uh, so I see him as a huge reversion candidate, bounce back, uh, coming back up. If he gets you like 10 touchdowns on 365 touches, uh, you know, touches and targets, you're going to be golden, man. That's, he's going to be like a great, great choice. And uh, so uh, I, I like that they've they decided they're going. They, they got rid of Foles. They're going full on with Minshew. Minshew was very efficient. He had a really good rookie season. Uh, Twenty touchdowns, only six interceptions. Um, so he's very competent. There's some good pieces on that offense. I think the defense takes a big step back this year because they've they've gotten rid of so many people. So we're talking like a competent offense with a bad defense is fantasy gold mine. That's that's where you're going to score lots of points, lots of opportunities for this player. So uh, Fournette in the second round, love it, love him, go for it. Um, so who's my number one? Well, my number one uh, uh, is is Alvin Kamara. Now, Alvin Kamara is another player that had a really bad season last year, but he, he has admitted that he was only at like 75% last year. He was dealing with a high ankle sprain for most of the season, really held him back, and what really tanked his season was just the fact, again, touchdown a touchdown regression situation. He had 17 touchdowns in 2018. Uh, in 2019, he only had six. So... What we're talking about here is a great bounce back reversion candidate. We know how dynamic uh, he is. We know how good this offense is. We know how good Drew Brees is. We know how good Sean Payton is. Everything is rock solid on this team. Um, even if this team is snake bit in the playoffs, it doesn't matter for fantasy, man. He is going to bounce back very strong. Uh, something to also consider is, is even though his stats really suffered last year, his usage was almost the same as it was the year before. Uh, about 100 targets and about 190 touches. So his volume isn't as much as someone like, uh, obviously, Leonard Fournette or Dalvin Cook, but I think his touchdown ceiling is way higher than those guys. And so I definitely want to take advantage of that. Uh, and uh, that's why I uh, I think Alvin Kamara is the best choice for your contract year player for 2019. And, and he's going at about pick number six, right after Dalvin Cook. I see that as a tremendous bargain to get him in the middle of the first round. And I got to say, if you are lucky enough to get one of those middle round picks, number five, number six, and you start out and you get yourself either a Dalvin Cook or Alvin Kamara, and then you circle around, you grab yourself Leonard Fournette, and then you come back on the third round, you grab Chris Carson, you are going to rock the house this season. I mean, one of the other things I'm going to go into real soon here is I'm going to talk about how deep the ocean of wide receivers are this year. They are, it is so, so deep. You do not need to spend an early draft pick on a wide receiver because there's so many good ones that you will be able to get after pick number three. So so if you want to go running back, running back, running back with your first three picks and you grab these guys, I think you are going to be extremely happy with your fantasy team. Um, like I said, man, contract year players are the best. They offer so much upside. When you look at who were the contract year players last year, it's players like like Dak Prescott and Derrick Henry, and um, you've got uh, Austin Hooper, Jameis Winston. There, 
I mean, uh, Ryan Tannehill. All these guys were contract year players. They came in, they played fantastic for fantasy. So ride that train, man. Go with these guys, and I tell you, you will not be disappointed. So... Thank you very much for watching the Fantasy Maverick podcast today. Please like and subscribe. Uh, I appreciate uh, any comments you have, any questions. um, And uh, thank you very much for watching. Have yourselves a fantastic day.